1: On the line is the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to check out the Daily Tip podcast for more of Chelsea Messenger analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. And we welcome in Chelsea Messenger each and every Thursday about this time. Always appreciate that insight and. Uh, well, Chelsea, you know, please, for the love of God, tell me the game's going over tonight, just for sanity's sake.
0: You want me to tell you that? Like, you want me to tell you that confidently? Well, I want. Because you're right. I don't know <laughs> if, <laughs> if I. It's so hot. Like, how do you I go? Are, I just hate it they? so much. 12 and 4. God, uh... I know. I really hope we don't see a dumpster fire game, but, like, I don't know. I think the only sabotage factor for the under is probably these two defenses who have not been great this season. The Saints are usually a very stout defense, but not this year. And the Cardinals, I'll say their defenses, you know, looked a, a little bit better, but I don't know. I don't think a total is the way to go unless you're playing a first half under because under 21 and a half, juice to the under, minus 120. Both these teams have had real trouble getting going in the first half. In fact, Arizona, their average points per game in the first half, 48 And New Orleans, not much better, nine points per game in the first half. So I think if you're playing a total, you do it in the first half and you take it under.
2: How in the world do you attack player props in this game? I mean, with the Saints and, you know, not, I mean, obviously, uh, Jameis Winston is out and who knows what's happening at wide receiver for them. And then on the Cardinals side, DeAndre Hopkins returning, Robbie Anderson, you know, now a Cardinal. Is there anybody at all on either team to feel confident about from a player prop perspective?
0: Well, I mean, it's called gambling for a reason, so <laughs> they're all gambled. Uh, But I think the numbers can support a couple of plays. Let's look at DeAndre Hopkins first, because we all know at his best, he is a true number one wide receiver. And if you remember, when he was in the lineup last year with Kyler Murray, that's when Kyler Murray actually was playing like an MVP. So even if people are saying, well, DeAndre Hopkins' numbers were down last year. Yeah, even so, I mean, he's still taking eyes and defensive attention uh, away from other players. So maybe those players can go off. But I do think it's going to be a DeAndre Hopkins kind of night, or at least that's what I'm banking on. Because if you look at his season openers, he's been really good out of the gate. So this is his season debut because he's been suspended. He has not been hurt. It's not like he's been sitting around uh, nursing an injury. In his season debuts over the last three years, 30 catches, 342 yards, and four touchdowns in his last three season debut games. So we know that DeAndre Hopkins usually gets off to a hot start. His receiving crop set at 61.5. I think i will take the over.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, and it, you might be in a good place on Kyler Murray, too. It's just these Thursday night games, like it's so – painful to to go for anything offensively they've been just you know large, especially the recent Thursday night games but honestly I mean it was the Bears and Commanders and it was the Broncos and Colts and I don't know what anybody really expected Cardinals and Saints seems like a little bit better of a matchup just in general terms than those last two we've seen
0: Well, I think from a defensive perspective, because I think because the Broncos have been in primetime a lot, people are seeing that. And they are the number one red zone defense, but also dead last in red zone scoring offense. So when you combine those two factors together, the fact that they're terrible in the red zone as an offense, but very good as a red zone defense, obviously it makes sense that they play a lot of under games. And we've seen that. So this is not the case for both of these teams. Like I said, both these defenses are beatable, and I think the sabotage factor again for the under in this one is also the fact that the Saints have been giving up a ton of explosive plays. When you're playing an under, the last thing you want is a team that gives up plays uh, or gives up points very quickly. The Saints have given up a 40-plus-yard pass in five straight games. Also makes me uh, really like my DeAndre Hopkins play even more because I think he can get this you know, in a couple catches if he gets off. Uh, One of those big catches that the Saints have been giving up, gave up a 60 yarder to Jamar Chase of the Bengals. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf of the Seahawks each had catches of 40 and 50 yards against the Saints. Justin Jefferson had a 41 yarder. So uh, maybe we'll see some explosive plays from the Cardinals. It's something they've lacked this season. They haven't had a single pass go over 40 yards. Maybe we see that tonight and maybe we see some scoring.
2: Chelsea, taking a look at the the game that we are all super interested in this weekend, Kansas city at San Francisco, the 49ers did not look good last week against the Falcons. And we all know about the shootout between Kansas city and Buffalo last weekend, 49ers are a home dog. What do you think about this game? What, what are you liking when it comes to whether it's the, the line or the over under, what do you like?
0: Well, this line stinks to the high heavens because you see A lot of people seeing the short number on this Kansas City team, that looks pretty good. They're out for revenge after a loss to the Bills. And people are thinking, why would you not take the three points or why would you not lay a short number uh, with the Chiefs? But despite 69% of the money on the Chiefs, this line's gone down. It's now two and a half. So something seems off in this one. And I'm thinking that maybe San Francisco is getting a little healthier because that was the problem going into last week's matchup is San Francisco, I think they had 10 players who were either questionable or out for last week's game. So when you're talking about a team that is that banged up, uh, if they can even get a couple players back, which I think that's the consensus from what we've heard, it sounds like Trent Williams, their all-pro offensive tackle, should be back for this one, and um, maybe a couple other guys. But I don't know. That line and the movement, it does not make sense.
1: It's been... um... It's been an interesting – to watch. It, it, you know, this same thing happened with the Colts game, so I'm glad you point that out. Uh, So, Chelsea, a guy that has been a player pop prop goldmine this year uh, played his high school football right here in Wichita. So a local kid, Brees Hall, for the Jets right now, I'm telling – like, I, I think he's hit his over, like, every week or at least in recent weeks. When you have a rookie like that, and the Jets clearly, clearly are handing things off to him – is he, is he in a position where you just keep – in, in betting in general, I guess, do you just keep writing things like that when they just keep going and it doesn't seem like the market's caught up? Or how do you do that? Because, one, we love Brees Hall. He's been fantastic. His props are always hitting. Um, can that keep up?
0: Well, it always depends on the number because at some point the books are going to adjust and eventually the number is going to be too high. But I think there is a way to play Brees Hall. I think he's going to be offensive rookie of the year. Uh, he's plus 225 over a bet MGM right now. And plus, if all things are equal, the fact that the Jets, what a storyline this year, the turnaround that they have had. And plus the fact that they play in a big market. I think if all things are even between Bruce Hall and say like Damian Pierce or somebody, I think the edge is going to go to him. So I kind of like him offensive rookie of the year. And plus, if you look at this Jets and Broncos matchup, the Broncos have a very good secondary. The Jets don't really want to pass the ball anyway. Last game, Zach Wilson threw, what, 16 times? 10 of 16 last time out. So the matchup is not good for the passing game anyway. And the Jets want to run the football. So I think it's another big week for Brees Hall. Uh, yeah, I'd play the overs. The number's not out just yet. But uh, what a season he's having.
2: Sunday night football is really interesting to me this week, especially after seeing what the Steelers were able to do to the Buccaneers. And, you know, we, we know, or at least it sounds like Tua will be returning for the Dolphins. Uh, not sure exactly. and Maybe, you know, I haven't seen the, the status of Kenny Pickett coming into this game. But uh, what do you like on Sunday night football in the primetime game? Anything intriguing to you?
0: Here's where it's a little different from a, you know, just an analytical standpoint where people who know the ins and outs of football, they'll tell you, oh, it's the Dolphins all day. Just lay the seven with the Dolphins. They're the much better team. But we see this all the time in sports betting where seven is a lot of points to lay in the National Football League. We saw it with the Raiders and the Chiefs. I didn't think the Raiders would contend uh, with the Chiefs either, but that came, game came down to the final uh, minutes, and the Raiders covered that seven-point spread pretty easily. So I do think it's probably the Dolphins that win, but I don't think it, I would be comfortable playing the seventh. I think this it looks like maybe another primetime, under 44-and-a-half under because Steelers' offense just – It's really hard to trust. I think the Dolphins will probably bring some pressure uh, on that offensive line that's been so bad for the Steelers. Maybe that's the way to go. But I feel like until we have some of those questions cleared up, like how Tua looks in practice, uh, who's actually going to be starting for the Steelers, I do think uh, it's probably going to be Kenny Pickett. But it's not a game that I'm running to bet on, but initial lean would probably be the under.
1: All right, Chelsea. Before we let you go, some of your favorite bets. Like, what are you playing? If you've if you've looked at the early number, I know we don't have all the player props yet, but where is uh, where are your lean so far this week?
0: Yeah, I really like the Jets, and the public is really heavy on the Jets this week at the Broncos, and I think it's because the Broncos' their worst games have been in primetime, so people kind of see it. But here's the thing: even that primetime game when the Broncos were tied with uh, who was it, Chargers? You saw their faces on the sidelines, and before the game was over, none of those guys looked like they wanted to be there. They looked like they had already lost the game. Now Russell Wilson is banged up with some kind of hamstring injury, and plus, like I said, the strength of the Broncos is their secondary, and that's not something that the Jets, you know, that's not a matchup that they're trying to exploit anyway. They're a team that wants to run the football, and I think it's just a better team overall. The Broncos cannot score in the red zone. The worst red zone scoring offense in the entire NFL, I'll take the Jets getting a point a point against a Broncos team that I don't want to trust right now.
1: All right, well Chelsea, we appreciate it. We'll be watching that curious Chiefs line closely. Um <laughs> interesting. Interesting <laughs> stuff. I I'm going to fall for it again. I'm pretty sure. Uh I I'm going to fall for it because I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm a sucker, but Now you got me worried. We always appreciate it. Thank you so much.
0: No problem. It just seems like a short line for sure. We'll see how it pans out, but I think I'm just going to stay away. And, you know, if the Chiefs win by $11 billion, uh, we can say we called it, but at least I won't lose any money if some chaotic stuff happens like it did in that Colts game. Thanks for having me. Have a great week.
1: Thanks, Chelsea. That was the host of the Daily Tip and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Chelsea Messenger. Insider Calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Hey, speaking of the BetMGM app, there's never been a better time for football fans to join the huddle with BetMGM. Sign up today and place a $10 pregame wager on any pro football team to win. If any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your wager's outcome. Just use bonus code jacob200 jacob200 when you make your first bet. Get on the field and find out why nothing beats a win at BetMGM. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code jacob200 to win $200 in free bets if any player scores a touchdown in any pro football game. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Kansas only. New customer offer. All promotions, subject, qualification, and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Tommy and I will be back. We'll talk about some of these bets, some of our favorites as we look Ahead to the early portion of the week next on Sports Daily.
2: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? <laughs> it's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Mm-hmm.